Good morning and welcome to Southport Salvation Army. Uh, it's really lovely uh, to see people already joining us on screen this morning. We're a church here where everyone's welcome. We're all on the journey and change really does happen. Hope you enjoyed that uh, music, that beautiful music. It was a very short piece of music, but it reminded us profoundly of the words we thought about last week. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given fact and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace well today is the first sunday of so advent it it's felt like it's a long time coming but we are into the christmas season and it's a time when we prepare for the coming of jesus into the world wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Familiar words, I'm sure, but I pray that this Advent time will be really significant for you. It's a very simple phrase, isn't it? Wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger, or as Gerard Manley Hopkins put it so beautifully in one of his poems, Advent presents us with a picture of God's infinity dwindled to infancy. Isn't it remarkable just to think that the God who flung stars into space, who created the heavens and the earth, should choose to be with the human race in the form of a tiny baby boy. Emmanuel, God is with us. Every one of our meetings is prepared with worship in mind. And we appreciate it's difficult, isn't it, sort of worshipping collectively through technology. But we want to be a virtual congregation that shares together in worship wherever we are, wherever we find ourselves this morning. 
And to that end, in a moment, we are going to sing together. And we're going to sing a familiar carol, I'm sure. Come, thou long-expected Jesus. So we need to take a bit of a big breath because it's quite a pacey piece, that's for sure. Yeah, it gets off to a, a kind of pace that I think we're used to seeing at sometimes at Southport. It really rattles through. But then, after that, we're going to slow down. We're going to allow room for worship as we listen to a beautiful arrangement of the song, O Come, Emmanuel. And as our first Advent litters candle is lit by Kenwin, and as the music plays, we want to invite you to make the words of the song your very own. We want to invite you to take those five minutes as a gift. Take them as an opportunity to stop, to be still and know that God is God and to worship God as you invite him to come into your world, into our world, into this world today. So a really warm welcome to our church gathering. Oh, 
Come again with us. 
Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, God is with us. We think about the world we live in at the moment and there are many, many reasons why we need to know that God is with us. And I think perhaps as you were listening to that music, you may have brought to the Lord some of those reasons why you need him to be with us right now. I just want to share with you some very sad news that has come through in the last 24 hours and which you might want to be praying about. It says this, With great sadness, the Salvation Army confirms that an attack upon the Livono-Lambagantoa outpost in Indonesia on Friday the 27th of November has claimed the lives of four members. During the morning of the 27th of November, the community was subjected to a savage attack during which the Salvation Army's building was burnt down, along with six homes of members. Sadly, four members of the outpost were killed. In a press statement released across Indonesia, the Salvation Army invites all churches and religious associations, along with community members, to support each other vigilantly in these days, enhancing security through strong communication networks across the villages of the area. The Territorial Commander for Indonesia, Colonel Yusak Tampai, urges Salvationists in the region to remain calm but alert and careful, spreading a strong message of hope and uniting in prayer to strengthen each other. Throughout Indonesia today, Salvationists are called to observe a three-minute silence and to pray for grieving families and congregations, asking for God's peace to be poured out over the region. Come, Emmanuel, set us free. Be the difference. Be with us in this time of difficulty. And so as we pray together, we're going to make that prayer, come Emmanuel. We're going to ask that God will pour his light upon this dark world. We think about Indonesia, but we also think about the circumstances in which we live, in this country, in this part of the country, in our neighbourhoods, in our houses, and in our streets. So let's pray together. You spoke, Lord, and light penetrated the darkness. A good light, a strong light, a perfect light. But we went astray, loving darkness rather than light. So you sent your prophets to call us back towards the light. Yet still we were stubborn and afraid. So you sent your son to be the light of the world, the light shining in the darkness, and the darkness never overcoming it. You, Lord, are our light and our salvation. You are our light and our truth. You are our light and our protector. You are our light and our fountain of life. Your light continues to shine in the dark places of our lives in the dark places of the world, and the darkness cannot prevail. Into our emptiness, into our brokenness, Lord, come down. Into our loneliness, into our neediness, Lord, come down. Into our busyness, 
and our distractedness. Lord, come down. Into our chaos and into our unsettledness. Lord, come down. Into our shallowness and our small-mindedness. Lord, come down. Into our past and into our present. Lord, come down. And into our future with all its uncertainty. Lord, rend the heavens and come down. For those on the margins and all the forgotten. Lord, come down. For those in the dark, in chains of despair. Lord, come down. Into our world with all its unsettledness. Lord, come down. In places of war and violence and conflict. Lord, come down. In all of our darkness, send your light. Break forth the daylight. Banish the night. Lord, rend the heavens. Come down. Be with us. Emmanuel. Amen. 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 Now, normally, uh, at around this point in our meeting, you would get the opportunity to see uh, Matt Crawford's lovely face coming onto your screen. Uh, things have changed this week in the Crawford family because uh, they're isolating, and so Matt's unable to be with us here this morning. And none of us wanted to take Matt's place. None of us felt up to that uh, task. So by the power of technology, although Matt can't come to us this morning, we're going to go to Matt. So Matt, can you hear me? Yes, I can, Mike. Good morning. Good morning. So how's it doing? How are things in the Crawford household today? Um, yeah, we're, we're plodding on as normal. We decided to, uh, to take the decision to start a different kind of advent this year. And I'm just going to stick a very quick picture up on screen. This is our advent to, uh, to when we're able to get out of the house. Um, because of, we're in the, doing the self-isolation, we decided to put chocolates in an envelope very crudely and count down the days until we get to, to freedom. Lovely, so, lovely. Something a little bit different. But chocolate is chocolate at the end of the day, isn't it? However it's packaged. In, in this household, chocolate can never go wrong. <laughs> but also, on a serious note, everybody's okay, are they? Is everybody fine? Yes, yeah, we're all fine. Shell's had a few symptoms of what, what you've Call the general cold and you know i just pray that that's as far as it goes and it it, it just stays as that and then and then she gets better the rest of us we're all just having to well i'm working from home constantly at the moment uh the kids uh, they're doing their lectures and lessons from home um it was great on friday because ben's actually able to to join with his classmates over over the internet and actually do his maths lesson with them and Brilliant. it was so excited it, it was just great to see excellent news excellent news we're really pleased that you're all well for anybody who doesn't know michelle is a nurse 
And so perhaps it was going to happen at some point that there would be some uh, necessity to self-isolate. But the really good news is you're all well and you're ticking off those days and we'll be able to see you again before too long. So Matt, why don't you do your thing, that thing that you do on a Sunday morning. Give us the announcements. Tell us what's happening. Okay, thank you, Mike. And just following on from our prayer time, I'd, uh, I'd invite you and ask you just to remember the following people from our church family in your prayers this, this coming week. There's Colin Lightfoot, Neil McKinnon, Dorothy and Phil, Don and June, Debbie B, Ken Parkins, Pascal Moore, Carol Banks, Pat Jackson, and in particular, I'd ask you to, to pray for, for John and Kath Barrington, John's going to be going into hospital this coming week, so please just remember them and everybody else in your prayers this week. I'd also ask you to remember and pray for the family of Jean Sutton. Unfortunately, I've got the, the bad news to, to announce that Jean was promoted to glory last Sunday, so please remember the family as they prepare for the funeral and to say goodbye to Jean at this time. Thank you. It's, it's great to, to see everyone watching on Facebook and on YouTube and one of the actual beauties of being at home is just if I was to look this way slightly I've actually got Facebook and then I've got YouTube and I'm actually able now to, to see people who are commenting and you might see some some comments coming back from me I've already been to, able to, to ask the people if they've got prayers I've been able to to correspond with Pearl and Gethin and it's lovely to see you joining us from down in Wales and so please Keep the comments coming and let's let's see if we can start some discussion through the meeting this week there's been a birthday uh, well there's been a couple of birthdays michelle's is unimportant because it doesn't contain a zero but hermione turned 13 this last week so her, congratulations hermione and it's uh, great to, to see you turn into a teenager i'm sure your mum and dad are gonna love that as you start to get a little bit more the uh, the teenage attitude I'm sure you haven't got it yet, so, but well done and congratulations. I'd encourage you all to look in the outlook this week. There's details about uh, a couple of territorial events that's going to be happening through December. There's a territorial carol service, and then there's also going to be New Year's worship with our territorial leaders. So please have a look, have a read, and just make sure you know when and what's happening with those. Last week, I spoke about our mass, O Come All Ye Faithful. There's been some emails, there's been some information posted on Facebook. It would be great to have as many people as possible. Just share with us, sing and video yourself singing O Come All Ye Faithful, all four verses. We're then going to look at editing it out and just doing little bits of make variety. So you might see a bit of kids choir, a bit of the songsters, but it's just going to be great to finish with as many of our church family all sharing together singing O Come All Ye Faithful. So please have a look, record yourself and get your videos back into us so that we can then do, do our work to, to put that all together. There's uh, only a couple of days left on some of our events. The silent auction, that ends on Wednesday this week, Wednesday the 2nd. So if you'd like to, to still bid on an item, you need to be quick. Also, Julie's making a fudge. The last orders for that is going to be on Wednesday the 2nd. So again, Please get in touch with us through Facebook, through message, email, and let us know if you'd like to, to bid or put an order in for either of those two. We've received a number of Christmas cards now, so thank you very much for those that have sent them in. 
They're starting to be published in the Outlook. I'm sure they're going to go on Facebook. Let's please, though, continue with those so that we can just all share together. We can send messages to our whole church family and just encourage everyone throughout this Christmas time. So thank you for listening. And now I think we're just going to talk a little bit more about Christmas. God bless. Thanks, Matt. Really nice to see you, hear from you, and to hear the good news that your family is all uh, well and all is good there. And really interesting to hear about the Advent calendar. Really innovative <laughs> idea. Yes, I don't know if we've mentioned it, but uh, it's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. We may have uh, mentioned it once or twice in the last few weeks, but we really are now into the season of Advent, this time of waiting, expectation, preparing our hearts for the coming of the Lord Jesus uh, at Christmas time. So, Alison, why don't you tell us just a little bit more about what's going to be happening over the coming few weeks? Okay, so on a Sunday morning, we are going to be taking you through uh, various characters within the Nativity story. Uh, so this week, we're going to be focusing on the character of Elizabeth, uh, and I'll be talking about that in a little while. And then we're going to journey through, we're going to um, think about the innkeeper. Now, the innkeeper's not specifically mentioned, but we're just going to get into character and try and think about what these people in the Nativity story would have been feeling or thinking and thinking about the story from their perspective. Uh, we're going to think about the shepherds, obviously, and Joseph as well. Um, a character perhaps we don't often think about in the Nativity, but he played a pretty significant role. Uh, and as did Mary. So Mary will be Christmas Day, um, obviously focusing on Mary and Jesus, obviously the birth of Jesus. And then on the 27th of December, we will be reflecting on the characters and the story of the wise men. Great stuff. Excellent. Looking forward to that. And of course, the coming of Jesus was life-changing for all of those individuals. Uh, and it's life-changing for us perhaps more this year than any other year. So we're calling this year a Christmas-like no other. So what's coming up? What else have we got? We've got our regular Sundays. Anything else you can tell us about? Yes, we are going to have a core carol service, a church carol service on Sunday the 20th in the afternoon at 4pm. We're still working out the details of what that's going to be going to look like. Obviously, normally we would have the hall jam-packed with people and there'd be a high, loads of activities going on. Um, but we're just trying to work out what that is going to be like in our yeah. current situation but it is happening um so do tune in with us on sunday the 20th at 4 p.m yeah. it won't be a hall packed with people because that would be known as a super spreader and we'll get in lots of trouble but it will be good and it will be super but in a different way uh, how about caroling do we know what's happening with the band you, usually at christmas we see the band out in chapel street and lots of other places spreading christmas cheer to the community well, the good news is, is that here locally we are in Tier 2, um, and so we are going to be able to have groups of six gathering outside. So that does mean that the band will be able to go out and about. Uh, so I know that Brian is busy working out what that's going to look like, um, but do watch this space, and if Brian gives you a phone call and you've got your brass instrument and you've polished it off, then we will be calling on you. Um, so absolutely, watch this space for more details, but we're working hard behind the scenes to make sure that we can do this safely, um, but also get out and spread the good news and share the joy with people in our neighbourhoods. And if you have got a brass instrument, don't only polish it, practice it as well, it will really help you. <laughs> Uh, when you're trying to put a cold mouthpiece to your lips if we're able to go out on the streets. Uh, we're also going to try and spend some time in Advent prayer. 
Uh, and we haven't published the dates yet, but we'll be publishing them this week. We just want to provide the opportunity, even if it is virtually again via Zoom, for people to say, okay, I'm going to put aside half an hour and come and pray uh, as we approach Christmas Day. Something else very exciting coming from the youth? Absolutely. So the youth are busy putting together um, Advent playlists. Um, and so again, we're just trying to involve lots of people and have the different sorts of things going on. So look out for some great music coming your way, which will just be full of meaning and full of what's important music-wise for our young people as well. So I invite you to share in what they're bringing to this Advent season. Yeah, we love our young people and we know they're going to bring some great music, which will be full of meaning and full of variety, so do look out for that. So 2020, a year which nobody's going to forget for one reason or another. What about 2021? What does that hold in store for us at the Salvation Army in Southport? Well, 2021, we are going to go on a really exciting journey uh, and we are going to travel through the biggest story of the Bible in a year. Now, it sounds daunting trying to get through the Bible in a year, but we really are excited about this. Um, and the Bible is foundational to our lives um, and has so many great things that we can learn about um, and how it is relevant to us in our lives here in this century. So that's what we're going to be doing. And Chick Yule is going to come. Yep, Chick Yule, excellent. Really looking forward to that. He's going to be speaking to us very early in January about the big story of the Bible, setting the scene for the year. Uh, and then a few weeks after that, Alison's going to launch into an extensive exposition of the book of <laughs> Leviticus. So please join us for that. No, I'm not. I'm only joking. It will probably, I hope I'm only joking. It will probably be a cursory look at Leviticus, but again, there are things in there. Uh, so we'll be taking you on a journey through the Bible. Uh, so we really do want to bring home the importance of the Bible and what we can learn from that. And as part of that, we'll be running another course yeah, we've got some faithful Bible teachers already and we give thanks to God for them. But we're going to add something to the curriculum, if you like, uh, and we're going to be introducing something called the Bible Course, the clues in the name. It's an eight-week series. We may need to run it online or at least partly online, just as we did for the prayer course, which has attracted 30 people and I think was, on the whole, very well received. It's, this course comes very highly re recommended by other church leaders uh, who we know throughout Southport. So... Just start thinking about whether that's something you would like to do, taking you through the big story of the Bible in eight sessions. Absolutely, and we would really encourage you to get involved. It would be great if everybody could have taken part in the Bible course, and we will try and run it in as many formats as we can and make it as accessible as we can. And we're going to just provide a whole load of resources that will help us to get stuck into God's Word and to see how it you know, makes sense to us and makes sense of life today. Great, so essentially what we want to say is why not hop on board and join us for the journey of a lifetime next year as we travel through the big story of the Bible together. Now, you'll all have been waiting for this moment. We're going to see what's been happening in various people's lives connected to Southport Salvation Army. So let's enjoy together life in lockdown.
Our Bible reading this morning is from Luke chapter 1, commencing at verse 1 through to 25. In the time of Herod the king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive and they were both very old. Once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time came for the burning of incense, all the assembled worshippers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you. Many will rejoice because of his birth, or he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedience to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well long in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until this day happens because you did not believe my words which will come true at their appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. Then they realized he had seen a vision in the temple for he kept making signs to them but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. Moving on to verse 39. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she explained, Blessed are you amongst women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. Amen.
you're no spring chicken. That was the very first thing my neighbour said when I told her I was pregnant. Can you believe it? Maybe she just didn't believe me, but I don't hold it against her. She's been a tad cranky ever since she found a scorpion in her girdle drawer. Maybe she couldn't understand how much of a miracle this was for me. Zechariah and I, well, we had tried our whole lives to have a child of our own, but by the time most of my hair had turned grey and Zechariah's turned loose, we had given up hope. Anyway, it just so happened that while Zechariah was on duty in the temple, an angel paid him a visit. Zechariah, bless him. <laughs> He's a good man, but sometimes he just needs to stop talking and listen up. I mean, when God tells you something, you know, when he tells you something's going to happen, I'm guessing he's already worked out how it's going to happen. <laughs> Poor Zechariah. I suppose a priest who doesn't believe the word of God isn't much good. So Zechariah had to learn the hard way. God stopped him talking, all right, for over nine months. It was quiet, but 
the novelty soon wore off. I remember the day he came back from the temple. He was waving his arms around and he was drawing pictures of angels in the sand and miming being pregnant. In one sense, it was hilarious. But, and I was genuinely worried about what the neighbours would think until I managed to work out what he was trying to say to me. And then I cried. I mean, after all these years of, of heartbreak and, and disappointment, I could finally hold my head up high. Nothing, nothing is impossible for God. Nothing. He seems to delight in making life in impossibly barren places. The Lord has done this for me. He has shown his favour and taken away my disgrace among the people. <laughs> and if that wasn't enough, the angel who brought us this unbelievable news that I was going to have a son had more to say. That this child, our son, would be used by God to prepare our people for the coming of the Messiah. <laughs> this was it. My family, my people have been waiting hundreds of years for this moment. Years of, of wondering, of hoping, of waiting. I, I knew the prophecies of old, of Micah and Isaiah and so on. And I knew God would one day be true to his word. But here it was, happening literally in front of my eyes. My stomach was turning somersaults. I stopped knitting donkey coats and started on baby socks. I had so many things I wanted to do. How could we even begin to train a child for a job like the one lined up for hours? But God had that covered too. Like I say, God is a God of detail. When he makes a promise, it's a done deal. Nothing is left out. Oh boy, that was a crazy six months, I can tell you. At my age, I thought that nothing would surprise me, but God just kept them coming. Because then, about six months in, I mean, I'm, I'm used to people just turning up on the doorstep, you know. You have to be. It's impossible to make any sorts of plans without having to go and turn up in person. So there I was, six months pregnant, when my relative Mary turns up on my doorstep. But no sooner had she said hello, my unborn son jumped and flipped inside me. I knew, I knew it was the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, reaching out to my child and, and just overwhelming me. I knew there, in front of me, was the mother of my Lord. Who am I that, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? I didn't have questions. I, I didn't need answers. I knew. God had become a baby. The child of the woman standing there in my house. God himself was in my house. And, and if this child was God, he was Lord of all. And if he was Lord of all, 
He was Lord of me. I paused. And, and, and in my excitement, and, and I just paused and looked at Mary. And suddenly I, I felt her loneliness. I mean, I had the security of my home, my husband, years of life experience. But, but Mary, so young, unmarried, pregnant, the, that news in itself would have traveled fast around the village. I put my arm around her. God was there, right in the middle of our ordinariness, in our vulnerability, in our humanness. And despite the gossip from the neighbors, the mutterings and wonderings, we couldn't help but praise God. What he had promised hundreds of years ago was being fulfilled. My Lord, my Savior, my God, in the form of of a baby. God was hidden no more. His love would be revealed in the face of a child. On this first Sunday of Advent, I think there was so much to learn from the story of Elizabeth. Her confidence in God's promises, her belief that that nothing is impossible with God, her faith in in God even when life threw her disappointment and heartache. In those days, in early Palestine, it was really important for for women to have children. This was what um, their status in, in the society. But Elizabeth would have known disappointment and heartache. But this morning, I want to draw your attention to just two more things. Firstly, Elizabeth didn't need the teachings, the miracles, the signs of Jesus to know that he was Lord of all. God's word and promise was all she needed to be overwhelmed with joy and praise. Secondly, because of her confidence and joy in God, she was then able to support and encourage Mary. They shared the experience and they encouraged one another in their faith. I mean, Mary was young. She was unmarried and a pregnant girl. And when the angel told Mary about what was going to happen, the angel also told Mary about Elizabeth, a relative and someone who would understand something of what Mary was going to go through. There was someone there to offer her wisdom, support, and encouragement. So why am I telling you all of this? Well, what was the lesson here for you and me? Well, I think we can find our place, all of us can find our place in one of the following three scenarios. The first one is, How much do you need to know about Jesus before you submit to him as Lord? Elizabeth hadn't heard any of his teaching. She knew nothing about his miracles. She was not in a position to study the impact of his life, and and yet she declared him as Lord. 
Maybe you are the sort of person who is filled with doubts, with questions, and you're more concerned with the how of faith rather than the who. More worried about trying to answer every question and, and solve every doubt. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 says, we live by faith, not by sight. In other words, we're not going to have all the answers to life. We're not going to have the big picture. But we need to submit ourselves to God. And this Advent, I pray that the Holy Spirit will open our hearts and minds to who God is. May we be so overwhelmed by his love and his faithfulness that all we can do is declare him as Lord. Or maybe you fall into the second scenario. Maybe for some of you, you who are watching, you're, you're searching for meaning or are new to faith. Or maybe you're wondering how to move on in your relationship with God. Or, or perhaps you're feeling vulnerable alone, struggling to understand the way ahead. If this is you, do what Mary did. She got up and went to someone who could who could support her. If you find yourself in this situation, please get in touch. I believe that there are people around you who can be Elizabeths to you. They can be people who will encourage you, support you, help you through these days. Or maybe thirdly, you fall into this category. Maybe you're sitting there thinking that you know Jesus is Lord and, and you've been a Christian for many years. You've been through your own share of pain and tough times and you understand something of what it means to cling on to God when life just doesn't seem to make much sense. In which case, I, I put it to you. Who are you encouraging in their faith? Who are you nurturing, discipling, supporting, praying with. This isn't just the job for me and Michael. This is the job of the church. We are all responsible for the discipling, the pastoral care, and the encouraging of one another. The world doesn't know it, but more than ever, right now, the world certainly needs strong, faithful Christians who can bring hope who can be confident in the promises of God, who know that he is going to be faithful, and who can encourage and build up others. Now is the time to grow up in our faith, and we must encourage one another to do the same. This Advent, may we find opportunities to encourage one another to keep the faith and to persevere knowing that God has all the details covered and we can trust him to be faithful. This Advent, may the promise of Jesus fill you with such joy that despite our circumstances, we just cry out in praise to a faithful God, confident that he will fulfill his promises to us. May we know that the love of God has been revealed in the face of a child. Let us acknowledge our God and worship him. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Thank you, Alison, for so much food for thought taken from the life of Elizabeth. I just want us to pray together now, and I'm going to pray those last words that Alison spoke. So let's pray. Loving Heavenly Father, I want to pray that this Advent we will find opportunities to encourage one another to keep the faith. Opportunities to encourage one another to persevere knowing that you have the details covered and we can trust you to be faithful. Heavenly Father, I pray that this Advent, the promise of Jesus, will fill us with such joy that in spite of our circumstances, we will still cry out in praise to a faithful God, confident that you will fulfill your promises in us. May we know that the love that you have revealed in the face of Jesus is the love that you have for us too. May we acknowledge you this Christmas time, during this Advent season, as we prepare for your coming. And may we worship you as never before. I'd just like to share a short benediction now. Go into the world with assurance, with hope, and with promise. Go with the grace of Jesus, the word of life, resting upon you. Go with the love of God the Father, the source of life, embracing you. Go with the transforming power of the Holy Spirit, the breath of life, helping, strengthening and surprising you this day and all your days. Amen. Amen. Now, talking of surprises, we want to leave you with a smile on your face as our brass group brings to you a piece of music entitled... Christmas Mambo. Christmas Mambo. Now, this was recorded recently in this building just before lockdown as part of what we're calling the Shakespeare Street Sessions. So we invite you to sit back and enjoy this piece of music which will send you from this building, from this gathering, with your toes tapping. But before we do, we simply want to say goodbye, God bless you, and see you this time next, next week. week. Goodbye.